Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts. And through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of Living Electric. We thought it would be a fun idea to go through some EV trivia and answer some EV questions that we hear a lot, but also we see that people are asking online. So I've seen a lot of web videos where like it's answering the web's most asked questions. <laughs> I, thought, I think that would yep. be, be an interesting, <laughs> interesting podcast episode for us. Yep. So... Basically, what we did is we typed in our EVs and then like let Google fill in the blank, do EVs and can EVs. So those three questions, and then we're going to pick kind of the top questions there. Um, so the first half of the, half of the episode, I'm going to be asking Brandon the web's most asked questions, and then we're going to turn the tables. So ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're, you guys are going to have to bear with me, you know, running on lack of sleep, daylight savings. It's a lot of impairments right now. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but halfway through the episode, we'll flip the scripts and Brandon has researched some, some EV questions. He's going to ask me a little bit of history. He's been telling me and, uh, some other questions that I may or may not know the answer to. So (laughs) it'll be a good time. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see how I do. So we will get right into it then. So first question, are EVs the future? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) can i just say yes to all these (laughs) um yeah no i absolutely think they're the future i mean they're almost like the embodiment of technology and you know where we're seeing innovation with transportation and mobility and um you know so many manufacturers are going that route so i would definitely say yes (laughs) awesome i feel the same way (laughs) i I would Um, hope yeah (laughs) uh so are evs cheaper than gas Yes and no. Uh, I think it all depends on how you look at it. Uh, driving electric, yes, you will save uh, money if you drive strictly electric. Um, but the upfront cost of going electric could be more than getting a gas vehicle. But it all depends. Definitely. Definitely. Like a lot of things, I think a lot of these answers will be it depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I feel like this is very like rapid fire. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, I like it too. Are, are EVs more reliable? Yes, because they have a lack of moving parts compared to combustion engines. So you have a lot less things that could go wrong. That's right. Yeah, I've I've lived with my Model 3 for two years, 25,000 miles. I haven't done any maintenance to it, which is wild to say because I was so used <laughs> to constant issues or not issues, but just like routine maintenance with my older cars. So yep. it's been I a welcome change. Like... <laughs> Let's switch to uh, do EVs. Do EVs have transmissions? Yes, it's a single-speed gearbox, except the Porsche Taycan has a two-speed gearbox. Yeah. So yes. one of the other top questions were: was, are EVs automatic? And just from that answer alone, they I guess they would be, right? <laughs> yes, unless you try to shift one gear, which I'm not <laughs> sure how that would work. <laughs> yeah, you have to break some physics to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So do EVs need oil changes? No, not in the sense of a typical uh, combustion engine where you would have to go in every, you know, certain amount of miles or certain amount of months. Um, EVs do have some oil-based fluid within them, but you never have to change them. Yeah. Um, Do EVs have catalytic converters, alternators, or engines? 
Oh man, <laughs> that's a really wow. The, this is a multi-part question. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember in high school, like with like the story questions, where you had to like answer every single one and go back to the oh, original gosh. question. Yeah, stressful times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so to answer the first one, no, they don't have catalytic converters because they don't have exhaust pipes, so you don't have to worry about uh, cleaning any of the emissions. Um, they don't have alternators. I believe they have starters based on the 12 volt battery that most EVs come with. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't even need a starter really. So there's like a small, like, uh, I'm guessing it's just like a DC to DC converter in there to translate the either 400 or 800 volt big battery oh, down to the yeah. 12 volt smaller battery. So yeah, that would make sense. Cause alternators take the, the engine movement and charge the battery, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you you don't need that in EV because you're not really taking that movement of an engine because they don't have one, which kind of answers the next one. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel like we should have like a <laughs> <laughs> you failed. <laughs> oh, that's good information. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, so the other one was: Do EVs have engines? Which. I guess like engine, I think is kind of a weird term because a lot of people use motor and engine interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you hear generally when referring to EVs? Uh, motors. And yeah. to be honest, it makes me cringe when I hear electric engine. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I definitely get it. The, the motors and, and, and the word engines, you know, definitely go hand in hand. So yeah. I could see why people would say that, but. Yeah. Generally, I, I've done a little research on this on like what is the proper term. An engine is kind of, I think engine generally means that you're taking some sort of fuel to turn like chemical energy and changing it into mechanical energy, whereas okay. motor is generally electrical or chemical energy and translating it into motion. Oh, interesting. That's at least what I've heard. Because yeah. they're essentially doing the same thing. They're taking one form of energy, which would be like oil or, or gas, I guess, and then burning it to create movement in the in the engine. But in an EV, you're kind of doing the same thing, but your <laughs> fuel source is the battery then. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I hear motor most often. I like motor. I think that sounds yeah. – <laughs> it sounds right, I guess. <laughs> That's <laughs> how I technical feel too. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we'll switch to can EVs now. So can EVs tow? Yes. And as more come to the market, more of them are incredibly capable when it comes to that aspect. Uh, We're seeing on average towing of over 7,500 pounds, which is Mm -hmm. pretty good. Yeah, for sure. The only difficult part with towing is you're adding more weight to move the car around uh, or to move with the car, I guess. So towing does, in fact, range a lot more on Mm -hmm. EVs than it does other cars. But if it's designed to tow and manufacturers are taking that into account, like, I mean, Tesla has done that with their semi that they're going to be releasing. Mm-hmm. Ford with their lightning has said this is rated range with, with a thousand pounds uh, in the bed. So a lot of them are kind of realizing that and r- making their range numbers match up with you yeah. if you are <laughs> towing and actually using a truck to that, for oh, that capability. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can EVs be charged at home? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, yeah, they can. Uh, I would say that's about where 80 to 90% of people charge their electric cars. Um, you know, me personally, I charge my car at home and I almost exclusively charge at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
what is needed to charge at home? Is it complicated or no. can it be easy? <laughs> it, can, it can be easy. <laughs> uh, so, so pretty much what you need is you need a, uh, a minimum of a 50 amp breaker installed to your house that's dedicated to the EV charger. Um, and, uh, you can do any like 650 outlets or like a NEMA 1450. If you want to, you know, get technical, definitely recommend the NEMA 1450. It's more universal. Mm-hmm. And then you need a EVSE or a charger that, you know, most people refer to it as. And it doesn't even need to be that complicated. Cause you, if you aren't driving a lot, you can actually just plug in on a, on a regular wall outlet, which I is over, an option for a lot of people. I overcomplicated it. <laughs> <laughs> I did say it was. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're going to be, I think if you're like going all in on EVs, I think it's definitely worth it to upgrade to a higher amp outlet and, mm-hmm. or higher amp circuit for actual charging versus just plugging in on a wall outlet. Because it can get the job done, and that's that's what I'm doing right now. But long term, I definitely wouldn't want that. Because if I've been driving a lot, like I just drove back from Dayton this morning, and plugging in, I'm not going to have like full range on my car for another like day and a half. <laughs> so, <Wow. laughs> so it's really slow. But if I'm like if throughout the week I'm not driving a lot, it's less of a deal. So yeah, yeah. it definitely depends on your driving and and what you need your car for. Yeah, and I would definitely say I think the household outlet is very underrated. Like I, I think sure. people like overlook it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people do that like after buy- they buy the car and don't have charging installed yet, and might even realize like, oh, this like wall outlet thing is fine for me because <laughs> yeah. I only drive thirty <laughs> miles a day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Get plenty of charge overnight. That kind of leads into a, a similar question that I skipped over with the do EVs, but do EVs come <laughs> with chargers? So most of them do. Uh, they come with portable chargers. Uh, some of the newer ones, actually, you can switch between a regular household outlet and a more powerful outlet like a Nemo 1450. Um, for example, like the Mustang Mach-E comes capable with a charger like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would probably say about 95% of vehicles, at least new vehicles, come with yeah. chargers. Yeah. I've never heard of one not coming with the charger. Like any vehicle I've driven, usually it's it's in the trunk or it's it's hidden somewhere in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Brandon was saying, most of them are adaptable. So they have like a little portion that can be unplugged and you could plug in a different adapter and work with different different outlets or, or charge faster than just a regular regular wall outlet. So that is nice. And I'm trying to think of examples off my head, top of my head to like support that like 95% because like I know there are some cars that don't come with a portable charger. Oh, like really? You have to pay extra for them. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like consumer cars that people that people are. Selling? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will. I'll do some research and provide some feedback later. But I. Okay. I, you know the sleep dilute like <laughs> sleep deprivation. Yeah. Like I yeah. like my car came with one. The Tesla Model Three came with one. I'm guessing your Bolt did. Mm-hmm. ID4 did, I'm sure. Yep. The the Mustang Mach-E I test drove had one. Um, yeah, basically, basically anyone I've test driven has had one. So. Yeah, yeah. So maybe just disregard what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to sleep more before the double next check. Episode. If you're buying at a dealership, <laughs> double check that they didn't take it out or like are trying to yes. charge you for an, to add it as an option when it should yes. be included. <laughs> Especially if you're going for a used DV, make sure it comes with a charger. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a good thing to check. Which I think is going to be a future episode, actually. So a yeah, teaser there. We wanna we wanna talk about some things to look for in used DVs. So if you all have any. 
any questions about that, definitely let us know. Send those voice messages. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, last one here, and then we'll we'll flip around. Oh man. <laughs> uh, can EVs charge themselves? Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little, you know. Um, so yes, they can. Uh, so. Uh, electric vehicles have a um, system called regenerative braking. And basically what that means is that it's taking the energy from the tires or from like the movement of the tires when you take your foot off the accelerator and essentially recharges the battery a little bit when you do mm-hmm. that. Um, so it's not necessarily enough to like make your car go back to 100%, yeah. but it's definitely enough to add a few miles to your drive. Um, yeah. I mean, we've seen upwards of 20 miles sometimes, depending on like, you know, the hills were going down and, um, yeah, you technically could, could charge your car to a hundred percent if you're driving downhill for like a hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> could but. you imagine that mountain? <laughs> Just a constant downhill slope. <laughs> so I've seen people climb like Pike's Peak or whatever, and they'll show their battery like percentage, like oh, going up yeah. the mountain because they burn yeah. a ton, and then like coming back down, they yeah uh, they like charge back up. So it's like it's not it obviously completely like evens out, but you actually yeah. don't lose as much range as like you would probably think because you're charging up on the way down. But you just reminded me of a story when I, when I worked for Tesla, there was uh, somebody who drove a Nissan Leaf in Hawaii up to one of the like observation areas, used all the charge to go up there. And then as he coasted down, it brought the car back to 80% (laughs) by by the time he was down, down the mountain. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yes, (laughs) cars can charge themselves. (laughs) Yeah, but that is generally only when you're slowing down or like going downhill is when that's going to happen. If you're just mm-hmm. driving along, all of that energy is needed to push the car along and like overcome the friction and the just static weight of the car to to move it. So it's not going to charge up just like driving down the highway. You'd have to be slowing down or going down a hill or something like that. Yep. And from personal experience, there's actually been some trips where I, my gasometer, you know, like the state of charge doesn't mm-hmm. move at all. Like I'll go where I'm going then back because the regen and how efficient I was driving, yeah. it cancels out any like usage that I had going there. Back. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So those are, those are days where I drive slow. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think if I missed any here, I'm just going back through it. So what about are EVs more expensive to insure? It's oh. an interesting one I get a lot from from people too. Yes, yeah. And and obviously, you know, before when we were prepping for today's episode, we were talking it's based on situations, you know, like yeah. it's going to be different for every owner. Um I know for us, we our um policy is through progressive insurance mm-hmm. and we have actually saved money by going to an electric vehicle. Nice. Like okay. when we had combustion vehicles, um it was way higher. I think it was almost like 200 like a month or something like that. Wow. And it dropped, like, significantly going electric. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I've seen I've seen both. So when I switched from my old car, it was about the same insurance rates, which I was shocked about because I was switching to a more expensive car by, like, three or four times more expensive. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I thought that would make, make the car, like, more expensive to insure. But the tesla i drive now is a lot safer than my old car because it was like a two-door coupe really light (laughs) like not incredibly safe like if you got in an accident and uh and now like 
my insurance rates have stayed about the same. I've I've adjusted coverage too, which can save you money sometimes depending on what kind of coverages you need. So like Brandon saying, it really depends on, on your yep. specific situation <laughs> and and us telling you like our insurance rates isn't necessarily going to be an indication of things. So I have noticed that like insurance takes a lot of things into account, but if like nothing else has changed and you just switch to a more expensive car, then your insurance rates might go up. But also like in my situation, it's a safer car too. So insurance rates go down. So like Mm -hmm. everything plays into it. It really depends on what car you're switching from and all that kind of stuff. So it's not necessarily always going to be more expensive or always going to be cheaper. I just want to know, am I going to be graded on this? <laughs> <laughs> I think you did good. I'm, I'm giving you an A, an A, Yay. a solid A for him. Yay. That's the, how uh, I got through college. No. <laughs> <laughs> we clearly need to educate ourselves more on the uh, legacy auto car parts that we don't even know about anymore. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely say that that's one aspect of cars in general I'm not very good with is like the Me maintenance either. and the mechanical side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially uh, at combustion vehicles. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. only good with cars now because I drive an EV and like I know I understand all the systems a lot more than a, uh, yeah. <laughs> a combustion vehicle. So <laughs> it's the only yeah. reason I know know anything about cars. Yeah, and, and I only know that because Tyler's car kept breaking down. <laughs> so. I've heard that word before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> well, are you ready for your questions? Uh, let's take a quick break, and then I'll, I'll get mentally prepared for all those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So you ready? I am. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> so um, before before we begin my questions for you, Alex, I want to give a shout out to Drive Electric Minnesota, who created this trivia quiz bank for okay. electric vehicles. Awesome. So um, I am not too familiar with Drive Electric Minnesota, but it's pretty cool that they put this together. So shout out to them. Um, so this is three pages. We don't have to go through the whole thing. <laughs> um, okay, first question for you. Hmm. Okay. What is a time of use rate? Time of use rate. That's like a utility thing, which I should Mm -hmm. know because I used to work at a utility. (laughs) Um, Didn't work on that side of things. I (laughs) believe it's when electricity changes uh, rates based on the time of day. So it's kind of literally what it it sounds like. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yep, a rate offered by some utilities to incentivize customer use of electricity during specific times. There you go. Perfect. A lot of owners can take advantage of because usually rates are cheaper overnight because demand is lower. So kind of basic econ there. But if if, uh, (laughs) supply is high and demand is low, then then prices are going to be lower. So you can you can save money charging overnight. So definitely. And I hope you're sorry. I was going to say, I hope more utilities start offering stuff like that because it can really help kind of balance out the power usage throughout the day versus (laughs) having these big swings. Uh, which I believe we kind of talked about in our uh, in our REVs good for the environment podcast. So mm-hmm. We'll we'll link that in this in these show notes. But yeah, definitely a a huge benefit to EVs too because like electricity prices don't really fluctuate. They do like throughout the day, but it's not like gas where it's going to be like all right, all of a sudden it's four dollars a gallon. Like yeah. you'll actually probably save money if you charge at certain times a day. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I, w- I was going to say, you know, you, you brought it up, like check with the utility to see if they even offer it. Because mm-hmm. I know here in Ohio, I don't think any utilities offer that. But California, yeah. they do. And some yeah. of the, you know, West Coast states. There's a lot of smaller, like, co-ops that will do it. So, like, if your town has a, like, smaller co-op uh, electricity provider, they may have time of use rates. Um and it, it, we're in a weird situation here in Ohio, too, because we've got all these coal plants that, like, have a surplus of energy. So it's not like they have to incentivize us, like, using yeah. electricity at certain times a day. Yeah, that, that's actually new information to me about the co-op. I didn't even think about that. Like, if you're in a smaller area that has a mm-hmm. co-op, see how that could help you For save sure. money. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yep. Okay, bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you ready for the next one? Yeah. What's the difference between a plug-in hybrid and a battery electric vehicle? Oh, give me a softball here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so plug-in hybrid is powered by both gas and electric. So you can plug it in, but generally it has a smaller battery. And when that battery runs out, the gas engine kicks in and then can power the car. So you've kind of, since it's hybrid, you've essentially got kind of two drivetrains running in parallel. You've got the electric one and the gas one, um, which used to own a Bolt, or a Volt, sorry, Chevy Volt with a V. <laughs> with a V. Um, <laughs> if I had a dollar for every hybrid. time I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Plug-in hybrid. So, yep. so usually you can get away with like, okay, for my commute, I just will use all electric range because I've got 30 or 40 miles. But then if I take a long trip, then I have to fill up my gas tank, but in a pure electric vehicle, you have no gas at all. So it's going to be completely battery operated. You've, your main fuel source or your only fuel source is the battery. So you've got to just charge that up and get where you can. <laughs> that was a good answer. <laughs> I would say you got half of it right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's more. There's more. <laughs> no, that's good. Here's a curveball for you since okay. we're using baseball metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> What is the best-selling EV model in Minnesota? <laughs> oh, in Minnesota. I think this is might it, be. I think this quiz might be old because I think it, this answer is outdated. <laughs> is it the Leaf? No. Oh, I was thinking if it's outdated because the Leaf was like really oh. high selling oh. for a while. Is it the Chevy EV Bolt shade. then? <laughs> EV shade. Is it the Bolt um, then? N- nope. Oh man, I don't. I have no idea. Uh, Tesla Model S. Model S. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. wondering what year that's from. Yeah, because I think both the Nissan Leaf and Chevy Bolt is, have leapfrogged the Model S, but I'm not sure. And I was gonna say the Model Three, probably. <laughs> yeah, and a, yeah. oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I don't see a, a date on here, so. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. At one um, time, the Model S was the top selling <laughs> in Minnesota. We don't know when, the, but it was. In, yeah. Right. I think in the U.S. it was at one point. Um. <laughs> Okay, history question for you. In okay. what year was the first car powered by an electric motor? Uh, let's say 1860-ish. Oh, you're so close. Am I? 1827. 27, really? That yeah, early? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't have the specific vehicle, but yes. Yeah, you were pretty close. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and actually... I have another history question for you. Okay. What, when was the first electric car built in America, and do you know what it was? Oh, 
first one built in America. Mm-hmm. So the per- first car powered by electricity was in America? No, uh, no. Actually, I think it was a Porsche. <laughs> really? Okay. I'm pretty sure it was a Daimler or a Porsche. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know, I feel like a lot of the car revolution really was in America because we needed, because our country's so f- spread out. <laughs> <laughs> um, first one built in America. Uh, I'll do 1850s for that then. Oh, you're close. Is it the 1890s? 90s? Okay. Yes. Yep. I thought it would have been earlier, but interesting. Okay. And the person who created it was William Morrison. He was a chemist in Des Moines, Iowa. And it was a six-passenger wagon that was capable of 14 miles per hour. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. About bicycle (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) The first e-bike that can seat right. <laughs> seat six people. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine that? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> okay, let me pick another question. I think it's very, uh, while you're looking for that, I think it's very interesting how people don't realize like how old EVs are. Like yeah, how much of a competition there was among fuel sources. Because you had... Like steam power was really big, electric yep. vehicles were getting really big, and then like gas came in, and I don't know what combination of things made gas so popular. I mean, batteries certainly weren't where they needed to be to no. to be a reliable <laughs> fuel source at the time. We just didn't have the manufacturing capability. Um, but I don't think we also like invested a lot in that either because gas was kind of like a like gold at the time so yeah 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 i'm not exactly sure what happened i know between like the 20s and like the you know 80s and the 90s obviously you know that's when gas really took over yeah and kind of i think almost killed all the ev companies um which i hope we see the see the opposite this century as we see that okay like evs are back now they're really good i mean it's it's 2021 now so we should be hopefully seeing the opposite it kind of really yeah. becomes the dominant dominant yep. fuel source and while we're on the topic of ev education if you guys want a really good documentary revenge of the electric car mm. and who killed the electric car is fantastic um a little outdated i would say i'm hoping a new one comes out soon but yeah, um if you're good. really looking for good solid you know ev information highly recommend it um going back to history we talked about some of the first electric cars um, do you, did you know that Porsche's first car ever made was, uh, electric? Really? Yep. Interesting. It's called the P1. Did they sell them or was it like a concept type car? It was more like a concept. Gotcha. Um, if you look it up, it almost looks like Santa sleigh, <laughs> like what you would That's think awesome. like Santa sleigh looks like. <laughs> it's very like ornate, like the details. Oh are. yeah. Do you see That's it? Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like a sled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because they really took like the wagon essentially <laughs> and converted <laughs> right. it into into a car. Yeah. That's really cool. Open concept. No. That's right. <laughs> yep. Okay, this is a Tesla Motors question. Okay. Who founded Tesla Motors, and what year was Tesla Motors Inc. founded? It was two people that founded it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they were founded in. It's either two thousand. Two, three, or four. It's one of those years. Is it 2002? Three. Three? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Split it down the middle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was in people's heads in 2002. Yeah. (laughs) I think Martin Eberhard was one of them. Mm -hmm. 
and then the other one I cannot remember. It's Mark Tar Tarpening. Tarpening. Okay. Yeah, that that was new information for me when I was researching. Like, oh, I, really? I knew about okay. Martin. Yeah, yeah. but I, I never heard about Mark. Um, and then what lawsuit happened to where Elon was named co-founder? Ooh, what lawsuit happened? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, was it a was it a naming lawsuit of some sort? Like somebody was upset about the Tesla name or something? Um, so it might be. Or am I completely that, off but, base? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of um, back and forth arguing internally with who exactly founded Tesla back yeah. in the day. Um, obviously, you know, we know Tesla or Elon was more of like an investor at mm-hmm. the time. He really, you know, invested the company. He didn't necessarily found, you know, find the yeah. company. Found the company. Um, but there was a lawsuit after they ousted Martin Eberhard and um, mm. to name basically. Um, Martin, uh, Mark, there's someone named Ian, uh, or my God, uh, Ian Wright. <laughs> I'm struggling so hard right now. Elon <laughs> and then J.B. Struble as co-founders in gotcha. 2009. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of them, I believe, were like the original engineers of like the battery yeah. packs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that stuff is always kind of messy because you're like, oh, who really founded the company? It's like, because there's so many ways that like a company becomes successful and like there's lots of hands in it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I hope that people realize that like Elon wasn't there from day one. He came like a couple of years later after the company was kind of moving. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously I don't think without him, they would be where they're at today, but it certainly wasn't like him alone that has created yeah. their success. So exactly. That's yep, my that's thoughts. A, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. It's a team effort. I mean, sure. all companies, you know, it has to be a team. Mm-hmm. Okay, and let me ask you one more question. So, are you a Avengers fan? I think that's Marvels. If yeah. anybody's listening to this, don't <laughs> don't come after me. I'm not, <laughs> not not into those movies. Um, but um, so which electric vehicle is featured in Avengers Endgame? Um, it was the Audi e-tron GT, right? Yep. Yeah, because that's what yep. Tony Stark drives. <laughs> yep. D- did you know that they hyperimposed engine sounds on top of that? I didn't know that. that. Yeah, I was not happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was not either. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, right. Yeah, he always drives an Audi in like all the all the movies. Because like in one of the first Iron Mans, I think he drove like an R8 or something. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, yeah, I drove a e-tron gt which i still want to do a video on i think they've got a few floating around but i haven't yeah. <laughs> i haven't even seen one in person yet so same yeah we we tried to see one uh we thought that one of the dealerships in columbus had one when we were down there yeah uh, yeah a few weeks ago and yeah they didn't <laughs> they didn't have one Dang. yeah we saw across turismo the tycon that was pretty nice oh really did it look good yeah, in person yeah yeah, it was the, uh, I think it was the Mamba Green. So it was that like really Ooh. cool green color. It was beautiful. <laughs> is that the one you want to get? Or that color I, at least you like? I would love that color, but I know I would stand out too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice one though. Um, I'm trying to think of any other questions. To is ask. that all of them on there? Or is no, some I mean, of them just like too basic or we've touched on them already? They're too easy. So we touched base on this briefly when you were asking me questions. Um, according to the Department of Energy, what percentage of EV charging happens at home? Oh, it's a lot. It's like 80 to 90%. What yep. I'm curious what they say, though. Uh, 80%. 80, okay. Yep. Um, which of the following is not a kind of DC fast charging plug? 
J1772, Chatamo, CCS, or Supercharger? Uh, J1772. Um, how many vehicles can a manufacturer sell before triggering the federal tax credit phase out? And I just want to preface this is that they are in the works of coming out with a new tax credit. So this answer might be outdated by the time that happens. It's 200,000 right now. And I think we should definitely cover this in an episode once the new bill passes. So Mm -hmm. I was actually researching this today because I saw they passed the infrastructure bill, um, still needs it. They pass it in the house. I think Biden still has to sign it to like make it official, <clears throat> but there's no EV tax credit in that infrastructure bill. It's in a separate, uh, act that's been proposed by the Biden administration, the build back better act, I believe mm-hmm. that has all the EV tax stuff in it. But in that they're proposing getting rid of that 200,000 vehicle cap. So I think we should definitely cover that in our next oh, episode. Yeah. If, yeah. if that does pass, cause I think it's, it's obviously got a long way to go. It hasn't even been, or it's just been introduced in the Senate, I think. I believe so. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Which we're we all know how long a, that could take. Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to give a whole government lesson here. So no, it, nope. it'll take a while. <laughs> <laughs> we just know how it all works. <laughs> Do you have any other questions for me? Like I'm waiting for that curveball question. I know. I'm trying to think of like, got any, <laughs> got any good ones. I could give you like a, a, uh, history type one if you want it (laughs) yeah yeah let's see if i know it (laughs) um what battery technology did the ev1 use oh man it was i know it wasn't lithium ion Mm -mm. i'm positive it was lead acid it was yep wow (laughs) yeah they originally used lead acid batteries which is what most old EVs used too in the 1800s, I believe, which, which yep. severely limits you because they're so heavy and like not very energy dense. So, yeah, the real the real breakthroughs really didn't happen till we had till we had lithium ion. So, mm-hmm. that was a good question. I'm actually really happy I knew that. <laughs> I think I learned that. In, uh, who killed the electric car? I was gonna say, they probably touched on it because they did eventually switch to li- some kind of lithium ion or some kind of other chemical. Or chemistry for the batteries so um do you know the i have a lot of like tesla trivia i could give you i i used to work for tesla so i, I mean know. i might know this stuff uh what was the code name for the model s oh god oh. <laughs> um i don't know this <laughs> <laughs> i believe it's blue star i feel like you told me this once a white star was the white uh star. Model S. Oh, Roadster was dark. Oh, Model 3 was Blue Star. Yeah, Model 3 was Blue Star. I wanted to answer some more on the, uh, which one is not DC fast charging, the J1772. Yeah. I meant to expand on it, um, which I guess we can spice this in there, but J1772 is only level two, but on the CCS plug, the top portion of that is the J1772 connector. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so it it can be kind of confusing because you're like, oh, what kind of plug is that? And it's like, oh, it's CCS, but it looks like this one. So it's a little confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that question was a, a bit confusing because yeah. they even call like the CCS, the J1772 combo. Yeah. And that exactly. in itself is confusing. So let's yep. just stick to green and level four and higher. That's right. <laughs> Charge <away. laughs> There's There's my employer plug for that. <laughs> Which I'm actually with the plugs. I'm 
like the more I'm kind of thinking about like consumer understanding and education, like it's it's very clear to tell like which one is a fast charger and which one isn't when you're plugging in because you've got yeah. a clear like distinction like oh this plug has these two extra ports on it that means it's going to be a fast charger so that that i think helps yeah and and i think the only one that might be confusing to like some new owners is like the tesla charger because mm-hmm. it is very slim compared to like what mm-hmm. you see with the chatamo and a ccs Yep. Um, but if you look at the actual Tesla adapter, you can see the DC fast charging pins. Like you can see it in there. So yeah, um, but I it's think a... it's the bottom two pins, right? No, it's the it's the middle ones. Um, oh, that's God, the I... that's the thing with the Tesla ones is because they use different pins, or they use the oh, the same right. two pins for AC and DC. Oh, I did not know that. That's something new. <laughs> yeah. So the car will like there's internal relays in the car i think that flip around if it's dc fast charging or ac charging whereas whereas like with a true ccs plug you're plugging in those two extra ports because those two ports go directly to your battery yeah yeah i see that now i'm I'm looking at a uh, tesla connector yeah wow which I think makes the makes the adapters difficult to figure out for Tesla because it's like, well, what uh, like you've almost got to trick the, um, like trick the charger into like looking like something else, mm-hmm. which is a little confusing. I think I might need to go back to Tesla <laughs> Academy or something like that because <laughs> yeah, really. I definitely forgot that. <laughs> That's that is a video topic I do want to do is like why are adapters so hard for Tesla vehicles, um, and like really dig into like the pinouts on on each one, oh, like what yeah. each pin is doing, like yeah. why why adapters are hard to figure out. Because that's part of the reason there's only a Chadmo adapter right now is because the pinouts are easy easier to convert to oh. a Chadmo versus versus the CCS or J plug. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely love to watch something like that. Yeah, might and be a little I'm... over most people's heads, but yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's good information to know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean that—that's all news to me. Yeah. So, if you guys uh, have any trivia questions for us, or if you have any uh, questions that are not trivia related, just well, question. Let me just restart that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a fail. Um, so yeah, anyways, that's really going to be it for today's episode. I definitely think we had a lot of fun answering these electric vehicle questions. Um, obviously there's a lot of questions still that are left unanswered and I'm sure anybody who is listening might have those. Um, so if you would like to send us any trivia questions, anything that you would like to know about electric vehicles, make sure you send a voice message to our anchor page. We'll have some more details in the notes below. Um, as well as reach out to us on social media. We'd love to hear your questions and maybe do future trivia episodes. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. So look forward to hearing hearing from you, and we will catch you in the next episode.